doesn't need to be the main focus, but just so that it's there, be to the corner of the frame or something. Because of the ad platforms, always film vertically because of Instagram and TikTok, just the vertical filming thing. And then I always ask that you film a couple of takes of everything. Many Amazon sellers think business growth is the same as sales growth. But if you're smarter, you know e-commerce businesses are sold as a multiple of profits, not of sales. So if you want to build a sellable business, you need to grow profits. And to grow profits, you need to cut waste and increase profitable sales. Our new quick assessment helps you identify your biggest Amazon profit killer and what to do about it. Go to AmazonProfitQuiz.com. That's AmazonProfitQuiz.com to get your free instant diagnosis. Ladles and jelly spoons, boys and girls, welcome back to the 10K Collective Podcast, the place to be for six, seven, and even eight-figure Amazon private label and custom product sellers. And we are talking today with Daisy Sepulveda from My Product Model Studio. They do lots of things, product shots, videos for Amazon sellers, work with models, of course, as the name implies, and also UGC, user-generated content. But they have one thing in common, which is that they are amazing at image work and many people out there were lucky enough to have found some great people to work with some of us but then there's a communication piece between an entrepreneur and an image professional and that's sometimes where things break down so that's what we're going to try and correct today daisy welcome back to the show hey thanks for having me always a pleasure always an education as well so let's just briefly introduce you and what you do i think i've even said that let's cut to the chase here brief a an okay. image brief. Okay. It doesn't sound like much fun. <laughs> Why do we even need to bother with such a document? Can't we just say, here's my product, make it look good. See you next week. Oh my God. That is okay. A brief is really important. And after so much pain point of having brands say, here's my product, do this, or just make it great. Or we just need photos. We decided to come up with this, our own uh, structure to a brief which is basically where a client says to the service provider, this is what our product is. These are the shots that we're looking for. This is the, this is the environment that we're looking for these shots to be created in. And, and basically it has all the information that you would need so that you can shoot exactly what the brand wants you to shoot. That includes like all the shot, the entire shot list of all the shots that they need, the filming setup, the energy examples of, you know, other type content that you like, that you want to emulate, any kind of B-roll, talking or not talking, unboxing, applying, befores and afters, all the list goes on, whatever you need and you need to capture. Okay. So it sounds like a simple reason for needing a brief is that it's extremely painful without one. So let's get into this. So I know that you've got a brief that you've created. So if you're listening on the podcast, the best thing to do is to go to amazingfba.com forward slash brief, B-R-I-E-F for Freddie, and you can download that. And then I would suggest if you're not driving or washing up, which is one of my favorite ways to listen to a podcast or whatever, if you're in a position to do, you download that and look at it while you listen to the podcast. If not, then download it later. So we'll try and do our best to, to talk it through but if you want to screen share that daisy that's possible if you have a handy then we can yes. talk this through because it is a written document so yes so i'm going to live. share so my like screen a, we're doing a live brief here live so brief, a bit to... like accounting 101 <laughs> it's kind of, yeah how do we make this exciting <laughs> i think the excitement comes from the fact that you're going to get the sort of exact image that you love and i think that's the key is that communication so let's go through this exactly. so we're looking at okay. product go pure 
description of products. Talk talk Mm -hmm. us through this. Okay, so this is a brief for a brand that we've worked with that I've done UGCs for. I actually did these UGCs myself, so I can even show you the raw content and everything that I've captured. And so the brand is GoPure, their beauty skincare brand. And uh, so the first thing we did is at the top is the product. What is the, the second thing is the description of the product. GoPure offers skincare products for women that are 35 plus that combine clean beauty with effective active ingredients at an affordable price. So that just gives you a a synopsis of what the brand is about. And so if you're a content creator or you're, you've hired a content creator, that is the description that you're going to give them of their product. Do not um, depend on them to figure out what your product is for you or to do it on their own. It is your job to tell them exactly what your brand is about. The second thing is, so there's a Go Pure talent shooting guide. So we have an in-house guide for every content creator, and I'll just show you what this looks like. It's a production guide. So this is the production guide. Every content creator that we work with, it goes through this. It basically gives you my contact information. Oh, wait, can you see this too? Let me share this one with you as well. I thought that new share. There we go. Okay, Okay, so... This is the production guide. This is basically a document that goes with every brief so that the content creator knows exactly what they're supposed to be doing. It's just a PDF and it gives you my contact information. So if you get run into any trouble, this is where you can contact us or me. It, and it tells you before the shoot what to look for, the environment, the lighting, the color palette of the aesthetic, the wardrobe, the jewelry, hair, na- makeup, nails. Because if you have a brand like Go Pure and they have a very natural, neutral kind of palette, but you're wearing like bright color nail polish, then it goes against the brand aesthetic. To quickly ask, so this is a production guide that you'd be sending to your models or to your user-generated content creators. Is that right? Yes. And, and, and would the, the clients we... be involved in creating this or is this more communication between you and the content creators directly or the clients This is a communication between me and the co- or us and the content creator so what we do is create this and this pretty much stays it can it generally stays the same and you'll see the reasons why in a couple of pages in but it's a universal it's basically like a blink palette right uh-huh. everything is clean there's no brands in the background that would distract from nothing distracting that would distract nothing distracting that would distract from the actual product itself so yeah. everything is clean in the background. Everything is neutral colors. Everybody's house obviously does not look like this. No. And it's not that we only want content creators to have houses like this, but it is that the environment is clean. The staging, it's no, there's no like big music posters that we would need to get clearance from like a rock band or a recording studio or something. There's no competing brands in the background. And that's the lighting is even. And that is really important for every content creator that the lighting be very light. Um, and airy, unless otherwise, unless told otherwise, because you got to be able to see things and you got to be able to see the product and you don't want anything to come out grainy. And then the wardrobe, we prefer the talent. And this is just a guide for you guys that are watching so that you can know what to tell your talent to wear. You don't want talent that's going to wear logos or anything unless it's particularly in that niche of like overtly sexy, which we've done UGCs for Fenty, for Fenty lingerie. We've done UGCs for Adore Me lingerie companies and stuff like that. So it's not like where that's not necessarily, that's not, doesn't have a place. 
But in general, we want the clothing to be neutral, to be casual, comfortable, things that that the average person would wear. The jewelry should be small and simple, not so overshadowing of the product itself. And then the same aesthetic for men. Unless it's a makeup product that we're specifically talking about, we want the makeup to be nice and natural so that it doesn't distract away from the product. So we're not like, it's not a vacuum cleaner and you're like, oh my God, what lipstick does she have on? Defeat yeah. and then you're emailing <laughs> the vacuum company trying to find out the lipstick that the Yeah, that would be a massive distraction. Yeah, yeah. So the whole idea is just to eliminate distraction. And then we debrief all of our creators that are creating into outside of our studio. We debrief all of them on Zoom. And this is just how we do it. So we send this out to all of our creators, whether they're coming in studio or whether they are shooting from home. And then before the shoot, they just have a checklist, make sure that we've had a release from them. The environment is clean, the wardrobe, the Zoom call the environment check, the audio check, and battery life on all devices. Yeah, um, yeah, we were just talking yeah. about that, right? The mundane realities of making sure that the tech works. And by the way, exactly. this is presumably, this is going to be very relevant to those people who are in the early, I guess, anyone who's planning to hire you guys to see what your process is, which is so far, as I'd expect, extremely thorough and professional. But also for anyone who's wanting to start off themselves, perhaps working with early adopter customers or even friends, which presumably this mm-hmm. is a slightly awkward conversation to have with somebody who's actually a friend rather than a professional model because you're being very prescriptive about them having uncluttered house and neat clothing if somebody tried to shoot anything in our flat that we we would absolutely fail on most of those hurdles for example so (laughs) yeah have you come across that situation how does one deal with that diplomatically if you're in the stages where you're early stage company trying to do this yourself one of the reasons that one of the ways that we deal with it is why we created this this guide Honestly, because um, a lot of people don't think about what's in the background of their videos and their photos. And then we get the content back and uh, and there's just other brands, even like competing brands, beauty brands on the same counter with the product that you're showing. And from an influencer standpoint, when it's on your own channel, it's being distributed on your own channel, that's fine. But the brand can't run it, or can't run that on their channel. And one of the best diplomatic way that we've, that I've created or discovered in how to deal with telling someone your house is cluttered or you need to put on some non-holy clothes is actually this production guide. It's just the one source. It's, it is the Bible for us. Yeah. Um, I the, like that The production lot. guide and the breed. Yeah. And I've even had like my friends create UGCs for us, people that are not professionals because we needed someone that just had a certain type and I knew them and I said, hey, do you want to do this? They have to follow this guide. And, and I lead with that first. I lead with the guide first. So, okay, this is how we do it. You know, and this is the follow this guide. And yeah, I've gotten some calls saying, oh my God, Daisy, I can't do this because my house is a mess and I have kids all over the place. Perfect example is my sister. My sister has three daughters and they're all young. They're all like barely, one of them barely is a preteen. And yeah, she's going to never ask me to do this again. You know? Yeah. <laughs> she's like, I, I, but they better to have that listen. conversation up front and know the expectations and decide it's, it's what's the phrase that strikes me is win-win or no deal. In other words, if this isn't going to work, Let's figure that out early and then part as friends and stay friends and you work with somebody different. Because I think, yeah, working with friends, there's a phrase in business, what is it, in just in teaching, never work with children or animals. I think I would add to that friends and family. In my experience yeah. in, in the e-commerce, they're a lot more of a pain than you anticipate if you've never tried it before and it often just doesn't work at all. So to the point why exactly. hire professionals because you don't have awkward conversations. But anyway, I digress a bit. So we've got this during the shoot checklist here. So talk us through that. 
Yeah. During the shoot, it, we're always on call in a way. So when there's shoots happening, so if they have questions, you can contact your producer and they can help you solve anything. You upload the, actually, you upload the footage. We actually use Dropbox now and not Google Drive, but somebody that somebody sent to you. And then with the filming aspect of it, be sure to leave some negative space around the product so that we have room to edit, to zoom in, to add text, to add copy. Always have uh, the packaging in the shot so that the brand is just always visible. That's just really important that what the brand is and that the labels or the logos are always showing in some kind of aesthetically pleasing way. And it doesn't need to be the main focus, but just so that it's there, be to the corner of the frame or something. Because of the ad platforms, always film vertically because of Instagram and TikTok, just the vertical filming thing. And then I always ask that you film a couple of takes of everything, unless there's something that the actions can't be repeated, which I have had and you have one shot, the pressure is on to get that one shot done. But we like to have a couple of shots. And then after the shoot, email you transfer the transfer your footage, upload the footage to our Dropbox folder, which we provide you with everything with an upload link so that you don't have to create it. It just automatically goes into our ecosystem and then and just follow up with an email and let us know that your footage is there or that it's being uploaded and, and then we can check it. So that is the main thing with the production guides. That's the most important part of it. And then going back to the brief. Let's just talk um, briefly. Let's wrap up the production guide just so people can absorb it, particularly if they're not seeing it visually. I definitely would. Is that going to be part of what's available to, to download as well? Yeah, our it? production guide will be available so that you can download it and review it and copy it uh, if you need to. Um, so just, just the use great... case. Sorry. Uh-huh. I was just going to say the use case, just to clarify who should be using this. I'm guessing, and correct me if I'm wrong, this is for people who are either being their own model and if you want to have zero budget to start with and discover why you pay models, I guess that can be a way to go. And then also trying yeah. to use friends or early adopter consumers if you can get hold of them. So that's mm-hmm. who would be wanting to have that kind of guide. Yes. Production yeah, yourself, guide. Great. You can even use the production guide for yourself, which I even use it for myself because it's a lot to remember. Yes. And I have a tendency to feel like an overwhelming pressure in my chest when I'm about to shoot a big project for a client and I don't want to mess it up. And so having that production guide there is just really good for me to make sure that I'm checking all the boxes, making sure that I have enough space left on my phone, making sure that I've got everything that I need ready so I don't have to stop mid-shoot and then go to the store (laughs) and get something. So that's really important. Yeah. Okay. So we are, we've talked about the production thing so now we're talking about the brief again we're back in sort of brief land so is this just a brief that you would use for user generated content type stuff or is this a brief that would apply to people who are hiring somebody like yourself a product-based studio with potentially models as well where does this brief apply yeah so it applies this brief applies across the board so we use it in our studio we create these for each brand and each campaign that a brand would run, for example, if you go pure, this was very specific for, I think, like four or five products. And, and then I, I think it was like for a set of products that we did for them. And then for later for a different set of products, then we created a whole new brief. So a brief gets created for each project, even if it's in within the same brand. And maybe, right. for example, there's some modifications to briefs across different performers or different content creators because we want them to say different things. And so this was this brief was created for me 
to say because I'm a woman over 35 and, uh, and, and I'm reaching those, that demographic. And so everything in here is really pertaining to where I need to convey, convey in terms of that, what I said earlier in the other interview about being aspirational, but also achievable, relatable, achievable beauty or relatable beauty. So then we, so I just followed this guide. This is the guide that I created for myself. And so the day that I'm shooting this, I'm just ready to go, high energy, and I'm going to go down the shot list and I'm going to shoot everything that's here. Great. And let's just read this out so for the people who are listening to the podcast. So general instructions for the talent. Again, you got the same mm-hmm. in your production, I guess not brief, but guidelines. And then I think yes. what's particularly interesting to me here is energy, high, bubbly, upbeat, excited while being genuine and organic. So that's really yeah. quite hard to hit. Again, this is a reason to hire professional performers, right? Because that's not necessarily mm-hmm. easy to hit. My experience of amateur influencer type content and i would include myself in this i'm like a semi-professional podcast i'm not a professional broadcaster but when i listen back i talk too fast which many of my friends have told me which is true some people can find that relatable if they are in a hurry as well but a lot of people probably you know for an earlier stage business owner it probably is a bit off-putting and then also it's very easy when you listen back to yourself to realize what your energy sounds like depressed, particularly trying to sell to Americans. Like what sounds normal to Americans is just sounds hysterical to Brits. So there's that difference as one. Well. I think it's really important for British based people who are trying to sell to Americans. When there are many people that I work with to realize that the energy level that Americans consider normal is very much higher than Brits and equally to Americans. If you're trying to sell to Germans, if you do a normal American thing and you put a video out to Germans, they think you're insane. So there is, a cultural nuance there, I think. That, that yeah, we have to really hear that. <laughs> okay, so they're very, they're in. So obviously, this was written for an American audience. I have done stuff for different audiences around the world, and yeah, you do need to change your energy levels or and your delivery completely. Americans, especially when you're selling to them, they want you to be very happy, very high energy, very excited, very bubbly, because that's how you're showing that. You know, you love the product and the product works for you. We've created our whole genre here. And so our influencers are funny too, because we're always happy. Like it is like a perpetual smile all of the time. If you're telling your best friend and family about something that you love and that you want them to try. And I think we're a country of sales. I think so. <laughs> but all I would say is that relative to the comment I just made, I think it's, it is relative to the norms of the culture you're selling into. But nevertheless, if an average British person is, say, like a four out of 10 energy, you need to be a six or a seven because otherwise you don't sound enthusiastic. How are you going to move somebody else to feel enthusiastic? Yeah, it's relative to the culture, but still you've got to, you got to have that. And what I think is particularly interesting to me is that this is about filming, but presumably there would be a photographic equivalent that you are trying to set quite a precise type of tone that you're trying to get across. And I think that as part of a branding decision is a very interesting, quite subtle, but very important thing that most people never do. And particularly when they write, for example, they don't think about tone or voice. But I think that Amazon listings often just sound quite robotic and boring. But the good ones have a specific tone of voice as well. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Humor works really well. And I think Americans, we love a good laugh and we love to when somebody when our yeah, when the copy is funny. It's, it just, you just become like an instant fan of, of the brand. That's a very unique thing. And I know I am a sucker for a good, good copy. That's funny, a good laugh. Even if I'm never going to buy the product at all, 
I yeah. just I will watch or the video over and over again just to have the same laugh. So <laughs> you know, there are some infamous yeah. Amazon reviews. I think even Jeff Bezos has got into the mix occasionally, hasn't he, in the past where they are <laughs> yeah, ridiculous, yeah. but they're great fun. Yeah. Anyway, I'm probably taking a standard rabbit hole here, but no good point. So then you got the filming set up uh, as well. So tell us a little bit more about yes. this. So, this is more for um, UGC I, stuff, right? Yeah, for UGC okay. stuff, your filming setup is really important. Most of UGC, obviously, is going to be filmed in selfie style, holding your phone like this or like this. It's going to be mainly that. We prefer you to use natural lighting because you can see the ring light reflection in the eyes and being facing towards a window or other any other natural light source when that's possible. Leave enough headroom, like we talked about in the production guide at the top of the frame of the text so that we need to trim it in or cut in or put text up here. We can, that's very popular in, in TikTok videos to put the text up here and around and then use a tripod or um, your phone to pop up against a, a makeup mirror or something, especially if it has to do with beauty products and, and you don't have a tripod. Then also to be sure that we can hear you without any distracting background noise, babies crying in the background, especially if you're in an apartment building or in a shared space, all the echoing or noise from the hallways or in LA, one of the biggest problems is helicopters. So you'll just have, yeah, all over LA, the police, the LAPD helicopters are all over the sky in LA and every area, like they're just all day long. And no matter where you are, you always have to be conscious of the helicopter helicopters in the air and try to find a sweet spot for filming. And so we always include some examples for lighting, energy, and tone. So these are some links to some TikToks. Do you want me to click through them so that you can see them? No, that's okay. I'm certainly, if their okay. links are in the guide, people can have a look. Again, a reminder, if you're listening to the podcast, folks, you'll really benefit from reading the document that goes with this amazing FBA.com forward slash brief, B-R-I-E-F for Freddie. This is a brief for user-generated content, but I think there's a lot actually, I presume, let's just talk about this for a second. I presume that this would be also 90% or some percentage applicable to people even they're just hiring a photographer to do studio shots. Would that be accurate? Wait, say that again? It, so what percentage of this brief would be relevant if you're hiring somebody to do studio shots? Because obviously what you're talking about is the more informal user-generated content type style. Yeah. So, so what, how would you tweak this brief if you were using it for a studio shoot, for example? So for a studio shoot, if it's not UGC, if it's just photo, photos or videos, then this would be different. Like this filming setup would be different. What would change is like instead of selfie style, unless there was some B-roll that required selfie style, it wouldn't be there. We would talk about using natural lights. We would talk about if there needed to be room around the frame or creating a, an infographic or something like that wouldn't necessarily talk about using the tripod or in, and then having to deal with distracting sounds because as a professional we would know that already so this is pre- predominantly pertaining to that we would have lots of examples of similar content or content that we liked that we wanted to kind of shadow or mimic and in many cases we would then put together a mood board which would just be a pdf document of a bunch of photos in color and in context for the studio or for the photographer to refer to as a guide for the feel and energy that we're looking for. Nice. So mood board in addition to the examples of lighting and energy, but otherwise quite similar. Mm-hmm. Just it's a bit more of a controlled environment, so you don't have to spell things out to people. Like that. But 
Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Sorry, I'm okay. getting in the way. So we got a, what's next? Brawl shot lift. What is a brawl shot okay. list? It's a B roll. Oh, B roll. Yeah, there should be a hyphen there. I don't know why. It's fine. Reason, my ignorance of this, yeah. this situation. What is B roll? I've heard the phrase a lot, so, and I think I know what it means, but I want to check that I'm not getting it up my around my neck here. Yeah. So B roll is just like secondary shots. They're not the main shots, but they're the secondary shots that may get edited in with a voiceover over them or or when the person is talking straight to the camera and then what happens is the camera flips around and then it's oh yeah so guys this is my new headphone case here so this footage was actually captured separately and then the audio was taken and then just extended over this shot i'm using a lot of visuals to explain it but basically they're like secondary shots they're not the main shots they can be basically put in anywhere to create context and so here we have a selfie style a medium close-up, um, medium and close-up of the face with no makeup, medium close-up shots showing problem areas. So basically using the phone and showing like, oh, I've got some um, acne here. So you can see it, pointing it out to show the problem areas, showing hyperpigmentation, acne, scars, dark spots, facial redness, whatever it is that's pertaining to this product. Because the claims of this product is that it will resolve all of these problems. Some of the B-rolls, like touching the problem area, because we can take that if you're just touching like the pimple on your face and turn that into an ad, a before and after ad and pulling at it. Like some, one of the common things in skincare is like when you're talking about saggy skin is you'll see the car- the actor, the performer in the video actually pulling at their problem area, rubbing it, talking about what they hate about it, pulling at their under eyes, which is doesn't help the purpose, but showing like what they don't like about it. And then the talent unboxing the products, a point of view shot of the the talent opening the package. They may want to prop up the camera somewhere, but opening the package and then un- unboxing it, showing to the camera all the products that are in the box. And so that we can just mash that up into many different clips to create different types of context of, from that. And then the list goes on, pulling away the talent, pulling away to show the GoPure serums and solutions in the box. So basically, if this is the box, you're pulling out and is showing that this is what came in the box from a different angle. So you're just lifting it up out of the box and then going through each product. And this is a lot. I know it's like a lot of micro tasks. So it's not just unboxing and here's the box you're doing. You're just basically doing the clips of each product that's coming out of the package and you're showing it to the camera up to your environment, be it with your bath, your environment in the background, but also as you're pulling it out of the box so that you're showing the product in the van, but with the other products in the box underneath. And so it looks like you're just lifting it out of the box. You want shots of that with every product. Detail, and when you yeah. look, yeah. yeah, a lot of detail. And when you look at these ads on Facebook or TikTok, and you, my, my favorite pastime is to scroll the feeds. And then, and then I, if you press on the screen, you can pause the video. And then I look at how many clips are actually in a three, four, five second video. And you'll be surprised at how many clips there would be like 30, 40 clips in the 30 wow. second video. That's yeah. So this is yeah. why it's a lot. Wow. And that's why I pay attention. This is why we need all these clips. One so meta ref- Sorry, I was just going to say one <laughs> meta reflection on the whole process is this, that I can see why it makes sense to outsource this because there's so much thought and precision and experience that goes that this is an incredible document for people if they want to do it themselves. And you're giving away so many trade secrets here. But I would say that thinking about this, having not done it, I'm imagining, okay, could I get better at this skill set? Yeah, I could. But it strikes me mm-hmm. as something that it's going to be so labor intensive and so much learning curve that by the time I've done it for my 10 product lines or whatever, 
I, that would have massively distracted me from getting out product line 11, which is my main core skill set as an e-commerce operator, as opposed to getting you guys yes. to do it. And I can understand why once you've got a hundred, a thousand SKUs to do this for, you would bring it back in house. But I can see also somebody's going to be dedicated to learning this and mastering this because it's yeah. nuanced yes. and complex and detailed. So just one reflection on why the sort of arc if you are or progression that you mentioned that when you early stage you don't have the budget to hire an agency then the next stage you hire an agency and then when you get really big you maybe do it in-house i can see why that applies and what the logic is for hiring the agency basically yeah. because it's a lot of work yeah and then you have to hire a team in-house in order to manage that too because these take time this one document probably takes about two hours to film and yeah. that time goes by pretty fast but it does take a while and you're constantly i have a i buy a lot of like makeup removers in bulk because yes. I'm doing, I'm applying these products and then I'm reapplying, I'm taking it off and reapplying to get the right shots. So point of view shots. Yeah. Hard work. Yeah. So it's hard work. Yeah. So more point of view shots. Like I said, the products in the sunlight, in your hand, sometimes like we're even going outside and like over the summer, like from 2020 to 2022, the big trend was like, the sunlight, like having the direct sunlight on the product and it glistening in the sun, the video. So those were big. And then applying the product like directly in the sunlight. So the sun is just cascading down the side of the face. Those were big, um, big in the UGC world. So we were like going on our roof and doing that, like just taking a basket of products on the roof and then just applying products in the sun so that you just you have a natural bright daylight because that was a whole aesthetic and so you just have to think about you're not just like staying in the comfort comforts of your living room and doing this you're moving around you're looking for light you're um, creating these different aesthetics you're using different backgrounds in our one of our um, places in LA the rooftop had this gray textured wall and we love the gray textured wall so much we shot so many things against that gray textured wall was like our go-to or go to wall, the sun hit it perfectly and everything. And so you just find these spots to really work with. And uh, yeah, and to continue on the list, as you can see, this is a big shot list, but you have your selfie style, so holding the product and showing the product to the camera in the bathroom, in the bedroom. So you're changing your locations. You're doing the point of view of close-up shots of the talent turning the bottles to show the ingredients. So to the camera, you're showing the label and then you're turning it to the ingredients to show that it's all pure clean ingredients you're doing point of view shots of picking up the products from the bathroom sink ledge so as if you're going to use it like for your nighttime routine or for your morning routine just that hand shot of reaching and picking up the bottle and it shows like you're getting ready to use it and then it clips through to maybe you using it and then applying all the products in a close-up so it's like you see here the a the serum shot um applying the serum like these shots are like money shots of the product dripping on your face or showing on your face. They're super effective. Um, massaging the products into your face, close up of the talent, squeezing the serum into the hand. These are all like money shots that just really help sell the texture and the realness and the authenticity of the product. So smiling while you are examining your skin in the mirror to show us what good results you have. And a medium aftershot of your face with the showing the same spot without hyperpigmentation. So the skin has cleared up. The acne has disappeared. And so that's supposed to be your aftershot. And then smiling 
with white makeup on and then showing the lifestyle shot of like holding the product next to your face. I'm sure you've seen these everywhere. Holding the product next to your face. I love this product. It's great. So let me show you how it looks on my skin. So for those of you that are watching, not watching, I just did a demo of holding <laughs> some headphone cases yeah. to my face. Yeah, <laughs> your beloved yeah. headphones. Yeah, this is huge amounts of detail. And in a way, what I would say is you're both giving people an amazing toolkit if they want to do this themselves, but giving a very good reason why they should hire professionals because this is clearly extremely time-consuming. Give us a bit of an idea of, if you were starting from scratch with this, how much time would it take to write this brief and to hire models and to get the editing done? What sort of amount of our man or person hours are we talking here roughly? Now that we've grown and it's not just me, we can divvy up responsibilities, but like mm. to write out a brief like this can take me about an hour. You're hugely experienced with that, aren't you, I guess? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've gone through an extensive amount of a learning curve before. I think I would spend like a half a day when I first started writing these briefs. But when I first started doing how I decided to incorporate UTCs into my product model is I got asked to do UTCs through other agencies. And so I got really lucky in, in being able to see how they were running these and how they were doing them and then using the briefs and seeing the briefs and having access to the whole kind of setup. And then seeing other studios, uh, I spent, I don't know, 2020, 2021, like early 2020, like doing UGCs for other brands, for other clients and, and as a model for other studios. And I had all the equipment, obviously, because we were doing product shots and I content as an influencer. So when during the whole stay at home stuff, like a lot of other agencies were reaching out to me to do these UGCs at home, just being one of few talent at the time that had a, another business and then also had all the equipment at home. It gave me a lot of access to what was to come the whole evolution of the UGC industry. So that was just like really good insight. And so I really feel like I had start in a lot of ways because I got to experience this as talent first and then deconstruct how this would work into our business and how to expand and how to expand our business. I had a lot of practice as a content creator and doing this myself. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So it's this hard one knowledge by the sound of it. You've done a lot of hours to, to get this structures to this point look just take us quickly through the rest of the document in a sort of brief form if people want to see the detail of it it really is a fantastic document but there's a lot of detail amazing fba.com forward slash brief b-r-i-e-f for freddy is where you can get hold of that download and really would urge you to download it if you've anything to do with anyone creating images on your behalf which is pretty much all mm -hmm. of us so just talk us through the end we're talking about scripts now what people have to say yeah how rigid is that do you say they've got to do everything by the book or do you give them a no. how does this work yeah lots of freedom to turn this into your own words just as long as you're hitting the bullet points, the key points, right? The first one we'll just go through and it's about the Youth Glow system with active serums and it's five products. I'm in love with this five-piece system. So each so each product is designed. It's made, it's written in a conversational way. So it's, hey guys, I'm in love with this five-piece system. So each product is designed to target fine lines, age spots, dullness, discoloration, and dryness. So you're performing it. And, and so it's meant like the so is there because that's how people talk, especially since most of this target market is probably going to people in California. So everybody in California says as the first word in every sentence, my skin used to be super dry and dull with dark spots, but look at my skin now. The active ingredients works really well. My skin's brighter and more radiant. It's so effortless and makes my skin look more glowy and smooth. So you can turn that into your own words, but you just want to hit the points, you know, that this five piece system is great. 
my skin used to be dull and dark spots and everything. And now it's glowy and beautiful and bright. And I'm very happy. And then, and then each product, I think I broke this down for each product that was in the box. So the firm lift serum, yeah, I did. And the bright eyes, like all of it. So this is the entire script. And I normally ask people to give me like two to three takes of it, turn it into your own words. And if you, if one of those takes could be verbatim the script, that's great. But if not, that's okay. I also give people a link to like a teleprompter for their phones, an app that's a teleprompter so they can just load the information in there. And, I was just about um, to say that I presume that if you're reading mm-hmm. off a script, it's going to look ridiculously artificial. But I guess also there's an art to reading a teleprompter and making it look natural. That's something I've considered doing yes. for the podcast, for not really for the podcast, <laughs> but for sales pages that I create. But it's, yeah, it's not easy to get it right, actually. So, yeah, that was an interesting thought. Yeah, I just had, yeah, yeah. lots of experience with a teleprompter. But yeah. yeah, I was going to say, so presumably, uh, unless you're hiring actually professional models or really experienced content creators, a lot of people are going to do quite an artificial job with reading a script i'd imagine is that right or how well does the script versus rough kind of version work i think that if, if the content creator is a regular person that's not a personal content creator they're more likely just to turn it into their own words than they are to actually try to read it verbatim and so that's why it's important to work with but they're also going to miss a lot of the points and so a lot of times with just people that aren't content creators, I find that we're going back and asking them to just say this one line into the camera. Just do a selfie style and just say this one line. We're do, we do a lot of that because the people that are not professionals tend to miss whatever the points are that we really need them to hit. And then secondary, the people, the content creators, the professionals, they're really good at, they know how to read from a teleprompter and because they're doing it all day. And so we normally don't have problems with that. And it doesn't sound like a news broadcast person. It sounds like more realistic, more natural. And so that's how it generally works. Fascinating. People are spending an awful lot of time and effort to come across as if they're completely natural, but it's utterly created. I have no problem with this, by the way, at all. I just, I think that when it's the same ism it's an ism right realism is just an ism in theater there are other forms of isms right it's just an ism it's just as much of a construct as anything else because i used to work in theater a lot with singers and singing is the most artificial thing in the world most people don't sing all day but a really good performer makes you believe that something's real but of course it's not it strikes me that by hiring professionals or very well yeah they are professionals really ironically it seems more realistic than if you hire somebody who genuinely is a person with acne who's bought some skin serum but if they start reading yeah. stuff out and saying i love this product it has really helped my acne then suddenly like the whole thing feels like a sham it's a very strange yeah. reflection somehow it's all about hiring yeah. performers so it yeah me. that's the yeah. it is yeah and so this is the entire document and it ends with the script and once they're done with that then they load it up to our dropbox and and we check the footage and hopefully it's done and we don't have to ask them to do any revisions or we're doing this in studio where the beautiful thing about it is so like now our studio is i'm gonna just end this share here for a moment so now our our studio is like we we actually make just a bedroom like we make everything every each room for a fake living room a fake bedroom a fake bathroom with a sink it's very it's very much like a production studio but like just made for ugc and commercials and content and when the talent comes in and we're doing this you know for our brands we bring talent in we have a lot more control 
over the content. We're doing a lot of things in-house and uh, and we just do it till we get it right. Then we've released the talent so they can sell. So really, I was going to ask, that's been one of the things I was going to ask about the brief unconscious of the people listening or watching who have not reached the stage where they're going to do user-generated content yet and are just, quotes unquote, hiring somebody to do product charts with models without them in some kind of physical context or not. And really what you've just said is it's really becoming the same thing. It's just that that what you're trying to put across to the end consumer is very different. But the production process is ultimately getting more and more similar by the sound of it, which is to say that you are actually doing it all in the studio. And the difference is the look and feel rather than of it. That's very interesting. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's exactly. It's basically turning an office floor into a studio that looks like an apartment. Amazing. Now, yeah. I mean, well, and to the extent that we've actually rented other apartments to to stage just for staging and just for shooting to make them look like just to have a dedicated place to shoot. So, yeah, it's been a very interesting journey. <laughs> the art that conceals art, really, isn't it? So, in other words, what you've yeah. done is work really hard to make things look amateur, <laughs> but to yes. happen quotes and quotes to hit the exact sales points that you need to get across and look beautiful just relatable but nevertheless very controlled environment very interesting it doesn't surprise me in that i've worked in enough with performers over the years to know that it's really it's all a construct but you guys have taken this mm-hmm. to a really sophisticated level so a couple of things to say again if you're listening especially on the podcast but even if you're watching the video i really urge you to download this brief it's just a superb document that gives you a very professional feel for how to structure this stuff amazing fba.com forward slash brief b-r-i-e-f for freddie and also if you realize that this is way too much work to do on your own and i certainly feel a little bit intimidated then if you go to myproductmodel.com you can have a conversation with days and their team and if you use the promo code amazing fba20 you get 20 percent off we ought to give you a chance to just quickly remind us what you guys do it's a lot of things that you can offer amazon sellers these days isn't it yeah, yeah, definitely. We've expanded quite a bit. We started with product shots uh, for your listing, product shots for lifestyle, flat lays, on white background for your Amazon product listing. But and then we've expanded to video, so product video, promo videos for your listing as well. And we've expanded into UGC for running Facebook ads, TikTok ads, Instagram ads, and just for viral or UGC years to generate content for you to run your social channels to promote your products wherever you might sell them. We specialize. We got started Amazon sellers, but we do all the platforms from Amazon to Shopify or whatever platform you're on. Yeah, that's great. And as the Amazon slash e-commerce space develops, those who are hardcore Amazon sellers are realizing that it's not about Shopify versus Amazon so much as Amazon as a mm-hmm. sales channel, but then Amazon is not yeah. your sole marketing or traffic channel anymore. So with the yes. Facebook ads, Instagram, TikTok, they often lead back mm-hmm. to Amazon, mm-hmm. but because you can get incredible conversion rates there, but then nevertheless, mm-hmm. the traffic is a more sophisticated strategy. We talked about yeah. in the last episode, right? So anyone who hasn't listened to that, you, you mm-hmm. really should be listening to that because if you're not doing it yet, it's something I suspect if you're serious and your business is growing, it sounds like we're going to be doing. But listen, this brief was mm-hmm. amazing. The amount of detail that you put into it, I can tell that it's it's a level of detail that comes from, as much as anything, the ways that people can screw things up and then preempting that and saying, don't have a conflicting thing in the background. Make sure it's not messy. Don't use some kind of crazy ring light that makes you look like the, some kind of Hollywood villain, etc. So yeah. all, the, all the ways that you can screw it up, you, I can see that's in the brief as well, which is really critical. This and we've deep dived into all this stuff. I must let you get back to your expanding empire, but are there any other things I should have asked you about the brief side of things that we haven't covered? 
it. Oh, I think we covered it all. Honestly, we covered it all. One thing I will add is that a lot of times with the briefs come a lot of photos, flat laid photos or photos that go along with the video. In that particular brief, there weren't any photo requirements, but but in uh, other briefs that we've done a whole shot list for photos too that are just going to be used in the ads. So just to extrapolate on that a little bit. Okay, so in other words, the pool model is going to make sure that they hit a ton of sort of talking points and shots, and then they're going to do it all again with still photos. So these guys are with working still photos. Yeah. yeah. In yeah. the end, what strikes me again is that the amount of structure and the amount of physical labor and mental labor as well, really thinking this stuff through, that, that goes into really great marketing asset creation. And I think that if nothing else, if we've opened people's eyes to the amount of trouble that you need to go to to stand out in 2022 and beyond, then I think we've done them a great service. But listen, Daisy, you've given us a ton of your time, really grateful, amazingly important for everybody, as you say, on Amazon, with no exceptions to think through their strategy and the tactics and the nuts and bolts of image creation. So you've done an amazing mm-hmm. job for us. So thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing just a, a ton of wisdom. Awesome. Thank you for having me and for sharing your audience with me. Always a pleasure. Thanks for listening to the 10K Collective podcast for six and seven figure Amazon sellers. I really hope you found the show helpful to you. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please do leave us a quick star rating. It will take you all of 30 seconds to do it, but it does mean we can be found by and help many more e-commerce business builders. I wish you fast and profitable scaling, and I hope you enjoy the process of building your seven-figure Amazon business. Thanks very much for listening.